So I was trying to figure out uh, the best way to introduce this message today when I uh, overheard one of my sons this weekend ask my wife this question. Mom, how old is old? How old is old? And honestly, I, I couldn't help but to smile a little and listen a little closer uh, to the conversation just to see where that was going because when it comes to age, right, for some people, that's a very sensitive subject, isn't it? I mean, in fact, FYI, if someone is sensitive about their age, probably the worst thing that you can do is to announce it or, or to broadcast, broadcast how old they are in front of other people, right? I mean, that, that would probably be a big mistake. And by the way, I'm pretty sure I heard my family decide that you start getting old when you're about 45, and so I just turned 50 in February, and so I guess I am officially old. Listen, when I was much younger, I had the privilege of meeting different people who were great storytellers. Anybody know somebody who's a great storyteller? I mean, there are some people who are like, stop, please. You are not one. Please stop. Don't, you know. Uh, but there are other people who are great storytellers. And I had the, the privilege of meeting some along the way. And uh, on occasion, they would share lessons from life uh, with me. And so I became familiar with the phrase, to learn from my mistakes. And so usually they would share a personal story about personal failure or a, a misstep, misstep that they had taken and they would encourage me to avoid a certain pitfall or, or to make better decisions than they had made in their life. And to be honest, I, I appreciated that. And so maybe I didn't make that mistake, but instead I made my own mistakes. And then of course, my poor kids get to hear me tell about it all the time. And I, you know, I sometimes forget that I've told it and it's like, dad, you've told me this. And so I have learned to learn from my mistakes, and there have been many. Today, I want to look into the Bible to a man who made some pretty big mistakes in his life, and his name was Samson. See, Samson was a ruler judge of Israel for over 20 years, and he seemed to have everything going for him. And yet, at times, he was his own worst enemy. Anybody know someone like that who just, man, you can't get out of your way. You are your own worst. And so Samson made some huge mistakes during his lifetime. See, Samson had supernatural strength and he had really good looks. And how many of you know that strength and looks don't amount to anything if you're just kind of like dealing with stuff and failing along the way? And, and, and then he also had God working in his life. But even all of that did not keep him from blowing it over and over again. In fact, he brought all kinds of trouble upon himself. And, and the story of Samson's life is told in the book of Judges in chapters 13 through 16. And so that's an that's a Old Testament after the book of Joshua. But don't freak out this morning. We're not going to read all of those chapters this morning. Instead, I want to just look at the birth of Samson and talk about a little bit about his life to give you some context. Let's go there. Judges chapter 13. It's going to be up on the screens. If you don't have a Bible this morning. The Bible says in Judges 13, beginning at verse 3, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman who was Samson's mother and said to her, Behold now, you are barren and have borne no children. But, say but. But you shall conceive and give birth to a son. Now therefore be careful not to drink, uh, any, not to drink any wine or strong drink or eat any unclean thing. Verse 5. 
For behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor shall come to his head, and for the boy shall be a Nazarite to, to God from the womb, and he shall be, begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. And so right from the very start, the child Samson has promise. His birth, we know that it was ordained by God and, and he will have a mission attached to his life. He is to help the people of Israel out of bondage from the hands of the Philistines. Now Samson's mother, she, we know that she obeyed God, right? In Judges 13 verse 24 it says, Then the woman gave birth to a son and named him Samson and the child grew up and the Lord blessed him. But as Samson grew up, his moral character went down. Now listen, today is, is Mother's Day, and so I want to insert uh, that Samson's mom did a great job. She raised her son to follow the Lord, and really, that's all a good mother can do. And then, of course, pray. Thank God for praying moms and praying grandmothers. But at the end of the day, Samson grew up and he made his own mistakes. I know that there are times, moms and grandparents and dads, that, that you would like to place a bubble around your children and, and maybe prevent them from making uh, some missteps along the way and, and like, please stop, don't go in that direction. But at some point, we have to let them walk their own walk. We have to let them make their own decisions. We even have to let them make their own mistakes. And so real quick, Samson, he had two really big problems that he had to deal with in his life, and, and he really never learned how to control these two areas. In fact, all of his life was plagued by these things, and, and later they actually caused his downfall. I want to give those to you real quick. And so one of the first things that Samson dealt with was Samson had a problem with anger. Anger. Any, anybody here know someone who has anger issues? Be careful, don't point to anybody this morning. We don't want to ruin this holiday. Samson had a problem with anger. Uh, some people have anger issues. Maybe you've been driving on the road. There's a lot of road rage out there. I feel like more now than there ever has been. Uh, I, so many stories I could go, but I won't. And so Sam Samson often got angry. He frequently blew up. And see, it was a primary motive for his actions in the book of Judges to, to have revenge. And for example, one time Samson killed 30 men because he lost the bet and so he killed them so that he could take their possessions and pay off the debt, the bet. Another time he got mad and, and he actually caught 300 foxes. To me, when I envision that, I'm thinking like he's trying to herd cats, you know? And so he caught 300 foxes, he tied them together and he put torches in between them. He lit the torches on fire and he let the foxes go and they set the field ablaze because he was angry and wanted to get even. The Bible says that it, it burned up the standing grain and along with the vineyards and the groves. And so because of the fire, some men killed Samson's ex-wife and her father. But then guess what happened? Samson got angry again. And guess what he did? He swore that he would take revenge for her death. And it says in the Bible that he actually and literally ripped them limb from limb. It was a great slaughter recorded in the book of Judges. And then, of course, later we know that Samson was the one who, who killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. So we know from Scripture he was a very strong man with a very bad temper. But that's not all. 
Samson had a problem with lust. A problem with lust. In fact, you can say that Samson was physically strong, but mentally weak. And sadly, he never really got control of this problem in his life. And, and so it was a cause for his downfall. In the book of Judges chapter 14, Samson saw a Philistine girl and he wanted her. The truth is, she looked good to him, and so he took her as his wife. And, and listen, uh, it didn't matter that she wasn't of the tribe of Israel and, and that God didn't want his people to intermarry with heathen women, and, and it didn't matter that his parents advised him against it. All that mattered to Samson in that moment is that she looked really good, and he wanted her. We know that later she would be killed. And, and in chapter 16, Samson had a relationship with a harlot. This we know about. And her name was Delilah. And he fell in love with her. And later she would betray him. In fact, both his wife and, and Delilah betrayed him. But Delilah's betrayal would lead to Samson's death. I mean, if, if I were preaching about sin right now specifically, I would, sin that, I would say that sin takes you farther than you want to go. It keeps you longer than you want to stay. It costs you more than you want to pay. That was Samson's life. Samson had a rough life. As I look at his story, I can only st step back and shake my head like, like, Samson, how in the world did you get yourself into such a mess? But then I realize that Samson's life shows us the most common ways that we bring troubles upon ourselves. In fact, Samson made a mess of his life because he made the same mistakes over and over and over. And yet, listen, if we can identify the principles that, that cause us the most major mistakes, then we can learn the lessons from life to avoid making some of our mistakes in the future. And so just four quick principles that I want to leave with you this morning. Principle number one, learn from your mistakes. Samson never really learned from his mistakes. If you don't learn from your, your mistakes, that's actually the biggest mistake you can make because you are bound to repeat them. How many of you have ever put your hand on a hot stove? Come on, let me see some hands. How many of you have ever touched a burner or you touched the oven or whatever? What happened? Ow. You got burned. And did it feel good? It felt good to get burned. No. Did you ever do it again? No. On purpose? No. Because <laughs> some of you have done it again. Some of you have the scars to prove it. But we don't do it again on purpose because we don't want to get burned again. And so you've got to learn from your mistakes. Proverbs 8, 5, I like this. It says, oh, naive ones, understand prudence and oh, fools, understand wisdom. I love the Message Bible, the way it puts it even better. It says, listen, you idiots. Learn good sense. You blockhead, shape up. So again, if something burns you, if something hurts you, if something causes you pain and distress, don't do it again. I mean, what kind of crazy person would you be if you sat there with burning, you know, burning the flesh off of your hands and, and so it's like, oh, this is wonderful. I just want to burn and I just want to feel pain. And, and no, you're crazy. Maybe need to be institutionalized if you like that. Learn, so learn from your mistakes. Because if you don't, you're going to repeat them. Number two, choose friends wisely. Choose friends wisely. Well, here we go again. 
I think this sounds familiar. I might even know a wise pastor who preached on this week recently, and so it must be important. It's been said, if you want to fly with eagles, you can't run with turkeys. Again, the truth is, you will eventually become like the people you choose to spend the most time with, and that's why it's so important to choose your friends wisely. See, Samson was defeated by bad associations. He had unhealthy relationships, even though God had chosen him for a special task. And Listen, remember, Samson's birth was a miracle. Before he was conceived even, his mother could not become pregnant, but God told her that she would have a special son who would one day become the deliverer of Israel from the Philistines. So yes, Samson, he was special from the very start, but the choices he made The relationships he had, they led him astray. See, God has a very special purpose for each and every one of us too. But we get ourselves into trouble when we choose to hang out with the wrong people. Remember, good friends will influence you, but bad friends will influence you too. Here's a challenging question for you this morning. Do your friends keep you from from living for God? Do they tear you down or do they build you up? Do you find yourself uh, going along to get along with things that you don't even like to do? Well, the book of Proverbs, over and over, it warns us about negative associations and the constant exposure to wrong actions. Attitudes and wrong values will eventually take its toll on our lives because it's always easier to pull somebody down than it is to lift somebody up. So what kind of friends do you have? I mean, is it the kind who brings the best out of you? Someone who will lift you up? People who will encourage you? Who actually make you a better person? Who make you a better Christian? In fact, I say this. Find yourself a friend who is running fast and hard after Jesus Christ and follow them as they follow Christ. So learn from your mistakes and choose your friends wisely. And I love this one. Take God seriously. Take God seriously. I mean, if you, if you read about Samson closely, you learn that Samson uh, was careless about his spiritual life. He never really got serious with God, and, and it showed up in more ways than one. In the first place, we know that he was always doing his own thing. And so, listen, Samson lived basically by himself, and he, he lived a, a very selfish lifestyle, and he let his own personal desires dictate his action. And see, Samson lived this philosophy, if it feels good, do it. Maybe that was you at one time. Maybe you know someone like that. As far as I'm concerned, that's a huge red flag. See, God's plan for Samson was greatness. God's plan for you is greatness. And again, he has a purpose for your life, and you were not put on this earth by accident. But Samson's pattern was careless. He just kind of took things for granted, and he never really got serious about God. And sadly, this listen, this was tragic. And so if you're used to doing your own thing, this morning I want to give you a message. Stop it. Take God seriously. Another thing we see in Samson's life is that he never really prayed until the end of his life. At least that's what, what, what is recorded. And so if you were to look in your Bible, look for times when he reached out to the Lord. It didn't happen until the very end. And see, Samson was impulsive. He was impetuous. He didn't ask God for direction. He just went ahead and did whatever he wanted to do. And, and now we would save ourselves so many problems and so much pain if we would just stop and ask God for direction before we jump into something with both feet and your whole heart and your whole head and get it all messed up. 
In fact, stop asking God to bless things he never called you to do. Getting mad when he doesn't bless them. Instead, let the Lord guide you. Let him lead you. Pray. See, Samson turned to God only when he got in a jam. And we see that at the end of his life. And so to a lot of people, God is just an afterthought. God is just a convenience. I don't know if you've ever been in that place. I know that I have. I remember saying to God, God, if you'll do this for me, it was, let's make a deal. God, if you'll do this for me, I'll do that. God, if you'll, if you'll help me out with this, I'll go to church. God, if you'll come through for me, I'll read the word and I'll, whatever. All of these things, making a deal or, listen, when things get tough and tight, then you turn to him out of desperation. But when everything is all right, we just ignore him. That was Samson's life. He never really got serious about living for God until the very end of his life after everything had fallen apart. And so we know if you read the scriptures, Samson was captured by his enemies. They actually plucked his eyes out and they made him blind. That would be like rated R in the movie theater right now. They even made him gr uh, grind, a, a grain, a gr grind grain at a mill, a humiliating job normally reserved for animals. And, and then Samson finally prayed at the end of his life. And the Bible says Samson was brought to a great temple of uh, the false god Dagon and so that thousands of his enemies could laugh and joke uh, about him and his God, the God of Israel, and then Samson was placed between two main pillars of the temple. And with every last ounce of strength that God gave him in answer to prayer, he pushed the columns down and the roof of the huge building collapsed, killing everybody in the temple plus 3,000 people under that roof. See, God had sent Samson to conquer this enemy nation in the first place. And, and now God was able to accomplish more through Samson's life in his death than he did in his life. And actually, that's a very sad statement. Because I wonder how much more he could have done for God if he had taken God seriously. See, in the end, God gave Samson a second chance. God is the God of second chances. Thank God, that's the only reason I'm here. Some of you would say the same, and, and Samson had the greatest victory at the end of his life, and, and so learn from your mistakes, choose your friends wisely, take God seriously, and lastly, never give up on God. Can I just tell you the first thing in that area is that we give up on ourselves we think that we have nothing left we think that God could never forgive us we think that God could never restore us we get to the place where we just kind of lose all hope and and we figure if we've lost hope there you know God must not believe in us and God can't come through for us and I, I was thinking about the I believe it was uh, Miss USA that I read about this past week that a uh, beautiful beautiful young girl she uh, is in New York City uh, you know years later and and uh, we, we hear in the news that she just took her life. Uh, and so uh, on the outside, looking happy, on the outside, had it all together, just looks beautiful. She wrote a letter to her mother uh, explaining about that personal and private pain that she was holding in down underneath the skin. And that in moments when, when her mom would reach out to her and when other people would be there for her, she still felt uh, just such a great pain. She had lost all hope, just had nothing else that she felt like she could give or that she could receive. And, and so she she had given up on herself and in that moment given up all hope that God or anyone could ever help her.
Listen, Samson's story, it would be a hopelessly tragic story if it ended here. But it doesn't. See, in the Old Testament, we read about Samson's mistakes and, and his last minute end of life, change of heart, causing some people to actually question what Samson's final spiritual outcome was. But in the New Testament, in the New Testament, we see that Samson's name is actually mentioned among the, the heroes of faith. And so even with all of his mistakes, even with all of his anger, even with all of his impulsiveness, God puts him on the list of the people of faith, the hall of faith. So never give up on God because God never gives up on you. Hebrews 11, 29 through 34 says, By faith the Israelites passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through dry land, and the Egyptians, when they attempted it, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days, and by faith Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. And, and what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon. Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. Worship team, would you come? Listen, in a sense, this is a, a comforting fact about, about Samson that we read here in Hebrews. Why? Because God can take a person who made mistake after mistake after mistake. And he can still use them. See, if God only used people who were perfect, hello? Hello, if God only used people who were perfect, nothing would ever get done. And I don't know if you would consider yourself chosen, but I know I wouldn't. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Instead, he uses ordinary people. Those who have weaknesses and have failed, but have learned lessons from life. I don't know, maybe you feel this morning like uh, you've messed up your life so badly. You want to get those lights? like you've messed up your life so badly that God will never love you or use you again. But remember Samson. See, God never gave up on Samson. and he, he has not given up on you. God sees your potential and remembers why he made you. You were created on purpose and for a purpose. And, and so what should you do if you're a Samson? And what should you do if you've made some major mistakes in your life? I hope that you'll do exactly what Samson finally did. Turn your life over to the Lord. Surrender. So learn from your, your mistakes. Choose your friends wisely. Take God seriously. And never, ever give up on God. Would you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for those moments that where I feel inadequate and where I feel like I'm broken, where I feel like I've messed up, even when nobody else knows, but I know that you know. Times when I've just failed you, and yet your grace 
has been so amazing in those moments. Your love still available to me. Your grace always there, grace upon grace upon grace. Thank you, God, for never giving up on me. Thank you, God, for not kicking me to the curb, for not forgetting about me, for, 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 for being there for me every step of the way. And Lord, I believe that you're there for, for these folks that, this morning too. I believe that if there's some, someone struggling with mistakes of the past, even now, mistakes that they've done this week, God, things where they feel like, man, I just messed up. God could never forgive me. God could never use me again. God could never bless me in that way again. I just messed up. I messed it all up. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would minister to them, to us, that you would remind us, God, that your grace is enough, that your love is unconditional, that your arms are wide open, that today can be a new beginning, a fresh start, sins forgiven, under the blood of Jesus, new beginnings, all because of you, learning from our mistakes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Choosing our friends wisely, being led by you in that way, never taking you for granted, oh God. Hallelujah. And always, always remembering you, never forgetting you. Never forgetting you. Always there. God, touch every life. Help us today, one more time, to surrender all. In Jesus' name, amen.